The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GameBridge.io. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Monday live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of of your day one hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. J-Mac, interesting Sunday and Sunday night. Big Monday night. We don't know what's going on with Joe Burrow. Rams continue to be a surprise story. But as we are prone to do at least once every few Mondays, Dallas is a topic. (laughs) Yes, I thought you would reference my green. Not for my Jets. But for all the money we gave the audience, we had so many great winning picks this past we did week. Have a, we did have a good—we have to be humble, though. I came off a two-week skid. But I will say this. Trayvon Diggs, the great corner for the Cowboys, out for the season. Defense wasn't as aggressive. Dak Prescott had to play on the road and trailed. He was just ordinary, mostly. And Mike McCarthy's coaching is always up for debate. One week After we said they're amazing, people thought they were amazing, the world fell in love with the Cowboys, here we are. I think so many people, fans and media, want Dallas to be great. To be great in this league, you need three things. You know what they are. A great quarterback, a great coach, and a great edge rusher or pass rusher. Cowboys have one of those. They have a great edge rusher. I mean, if San Francisco, who has the coach and edge rusher, had a great quarterback, you could put him in the Super Bowl right now. One of the reasons we didn't overreact to Kansas City losing at home to Detroit. Great coach, great quarterback. Chris Jones would come back. Those are the elements you need. And right now, Dallas is okay at head coach. And they're fine. Sometimes they're fine B-plus at quarterback. But there's a big gap between great and okay and fine. And I think, but Dak is, he's smart. His intangibles are great. He's a leader. He's charming. He's charismatic. He's likable. But I think, you know, last night is yesterday afternoon is kind of symbolizes what Dak is. Dak last year, 15th in passer rating, 
smack dab in the middle of the league. This year, he's 16th in passer rating, smack dab in the middle of the league. Do you know what Dak's career passer rating is? 17th, smack dab in the middle of the league. And now, no more Zeke in his prime, very dependent downfield on CeeDee Lamb, tight end, they're okay, not special, O-line was missing three starters. So what happens? They're real clunky in the red zone. Again, there's a big gap between fine, okay, pretty good, and great. You saw Buffalo yesterday. It's pretty clear Buffalo is becoming great again. Kansas City's great again. You know, Baltimore now, all banged up, great elements. They got to get healthy. But you can see it every week. Mike McCarthy went into this season saying, I want to run the football more. That's not what Andy Reid says. That's not what Sean McDermott says because they have great. Now, again, Arizona's better than we thought. They are not the worst team in the league. Joshua Dobbs, pretty fun quarterback. May not build around him, certainly capable. Good kid, players love him, plays hard. They're sneaky good at home. The good thing about Dallas, though, they got 10 wins written all over him with this defense but that defense won't be as aggressive now, is that at least Dak Prescott is always accountable, and that's why we like him so much. And this is the reality of Dallas when they get banged up, going on the road against a sneaky good, surprisingly good Arizona team, at least at home. But we want him to be good. We want him to be great. It doesn't mean they are. Um, so yesterday, Denver, I must have overvalued Denver significantly. Um, there's a bunch of things with Denver. I have a rule. I haven't used it in a while. Say it out loud. If something doesn't sound right, it's probably not right. So say out loud, new, very wealthy ownership, new, outspoken head coach, got to fix the culture, GM stays from a previous regime. And an aging star quarterback that was never beloved in the locker room, apparently, in Seattle. It doesn't sound like a quick fix. Denver bought this house. Sean maybe thought it needed some touch-ups. And now he's got a mold issue and a leaky basement, and he doesn't know how to fix it. And that Russell Wilson contract is hanging over the franchise like a roof that needs fixing in a year, and you may not have the funds for it. This is not a quick fix. And Denver quit yesterday. Now, Miami is fantastic. They are fantastic. Best team in the league. Said it last week. I'll tell you now. I'll say it tomorrow on Herd Hierarchy. It's the best team in the league. The coaching, sensational. The speed, two is upright. They're not great everywhere. O-line's okay. Miami's a great football team right now. They are terrific. But um, did I overvalue the roster? Yeah. Did I overvalue the quarterback? Yeah. Did I overvalue the coach? I don't think so. But since... Peyton Manning retired. This team, this franchise has the fifth worst record. So Fox had Sean Payton. He loved L.A. He loved Fox Sports. I thought he was going to sign for three or four years and wait for the Chargers job to open, which it probably should be open soon. But head coaches, especially smart ones with the Super Bowl, get restless. Uh, big money talks. The owners for the Broncos are rolling in lettuce. And so it happened. But um, I will say this. Sean Payton's side of the ball has gotten better. They're averaging six points more a game. A touchdown's a lot in the NFL. Uh, Russell Wilson's passer rating is up 15 points. He's not the only issue, though I don't see a lot of juice in the second half with him. Uh, the defense has regressed badly. 
Um, the Nuggets are going to continue to be a great NBA team. This is obviously not a quick fix. Let's be honest. Nick Sariani, it was year two. Mike McDaniel, year two. Look how good they are. Belichick, year two. Pete Carroll, 7-9, and 7-9, 11-5, year three. People forget this. You think Kyle Shanahan walked into San Francisco. Yeah, he did. He went 6-10 and and 4-12. and It was year three with Kyle Shanahan. A very sophisticated offense, structure, and culture. It was year three that the guy that we perceive now is the best offensive coach in a short list, if not the best, took three years in San Francisco. A historically well-run franchise that had some good players. Sean McDermott. Year three Buffalo, 10 and six, had their quarterback on their way. Some of this stuff sounds easy, but Pete Carroll, Belichick, Pete Carroll, you know, Sean McDermott's viewed as a good coach, Kyle Shanahan. It's not an easy fix. This this house has a lot more issues than we thought. I think I overvalued the roster. I've liked this roster for years. Maybe it's just not as good as I think. Maybe it's not. Sean Payton after was embarrassed. Just about, I mean, 70 points. To surrender 70 points, I I went to a high school that didn't have a great program. I don't think anybody scored 70 on us. So it it, it is ugly. But I think, I will say this, J-Mac, and we do this from time to time. I'm guilty of it. Um, even with great coaches, you know, McVay is very unique. Mm. He saved a franchise, got good immediately. Sirianni, McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll, um, you know, it's different. Mike Tomlin took over a great franchise. They had a great culture. Bill Coward to Tomlin. That's different. This thing needed a lot of fixing. I think I overvalued a lot of what was there. I look at Cortland Sutton. I look at the left tackle. I look at Jerry Judy. I look at Russell Wilson, Patrick Sertan. They have a handful. You know what they are? They're a little bit of a puzzle, and the pieces don't quite fit, and the defense has regressed strangely overnight. You seem to be making this a lot about Denver. I don't know, Colin. This, to me, is the Miami Dolphins are just a juggernaut offensively. I mean... You know, the Broncos have 69 points this season, okay? Miami scored 70 yesterday. Like, I don't think Denver's that bad. And by the way, they're already taking money for week four against the Chicago Bears on the road. So, like, I don't know that Denver's in that bad of shape. It just looks, (laughs) you give up 700 yards and 70 points, it looks really bad. Yeah. So, we have good stuff today. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, top of next hour. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Jordan Love looked pretty interesting. Justin Fields is the end near. That's a mess. And maybe it's not all on him. That's coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Well, we say it often on this show, half of the first-round quarterbacks. This is the first-round quarterbacks. These are the good ones. These are the ones all the scouts admire, get all worked up over. Half don't work. And about 5% are able to overcome, and that's a key word. Chicago makes it tough on young quarterbacks. It's a defensive coach, a defensive culture. I don't know the last time they had a great O-line. Now, Josh Allen is gifted enough in Buffalo that he's overcome O-line and running back issues. Justin Fields isn't Josh Allen. Uh, Joe Burrow. How about Kenny Pickett? Great defense, great organization. Okay, the Bears are neither. So Kenny Pickett can win with real limitations. Josh Allen can win when they don't surround him with perfect offensive weapons. But that's not Justin Fields' scenario. The Bears have not been well-run. The Bears have not been well-run in a long, long time. Who am I supposed to trust? Go back to 2000. The Bears have made the playoffs back-to-back seasons one time. Chaos is always right behind them in the rearview mirror. I don't know if Jordan Love is very good in Green Bay, but I know they don't have chaos. They don't overspend on free agents. They draft and develop, and... They do a really good job with quarterbacks, dating back to Bart Starr and Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They stay out of chaos in Green Bay. They set you up to succeed. I don't think Jordan Love is great. I don't. But Justin Fields has been set up to fail. In college, he played at Ohio State. Five-star players everywhere relied on his athleticism often. In Chicago, he doesn't have players around him We don't know about the coaching. I suspect it's just not good enough. And he's not developed into a very good pocket thrower. So he was set up to fail. And remember, 90% of these first-round quarterbacks, forget the second, third-round guys, 90% of the first-round guys are not good enough to overcome. I mean, this weekend, Trevor Lawrence had three beautifully thrown balls dropped. He got routed at home by the Texans. 
Very few Andrew Lucks out there. Very few John Elways. They don't exist. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those are generational talents. In Chicago, they force you to overcome. I would argue today that if you go to the last 20 years, Chicago's one of the bottom five places in the league for a young quarterback. Really cold, windy, northern weather. Doesn't help. Need a real strong arm there. It's a defensive culture. They're still celebrating the 85 Bears. It's old school ownership. And the Green Bay Packers usually have a Hall of Famer at quarterback. It's not a coincidence that Kansas City has had great coaches multiple times. The Hunt family. Dick Vermeil, Herm Edwards, Andy Reid, Marty Schottenheimer, Hank Stram. They've also had Len Dawson, Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith, Trent Green got to the playoffs, Joe Montana. It's not a coincidence. Certain organizations have better ownership, more stability. They're ahead and progressive. They're not old school and behind. Chicago's old school ownership still worships defense. Kansas City's ahead of the curve on offense. Have been for years. And so there just are organizations in this league, Washington's been another one, that make it really hard on young quarterbacks, forcing them to overcome and overcome. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has seen as a success. His first coach didn't work, had to overcome. This year, protection, drop passes, had to overcome. They're scrapping and, and, and struggling. My guess is they'll turn it around. But I feel like the Bears are analog in a digital world, and they just make it hard. And Justin Fields, though talented, isn't generationally gifted like a Josh Allen to overcome all the hurdles they put in front of you. I don't know if Jordan loves any good. There's not a lot of hurdles. Aaron Jones is great. Good old line. They're not even healthy now, and you can win. Great home field advantage. Excellent front office. Green Bay drafts and develops. They don't rush you. They draft you. You sit for multiple years. I mean, the, the pressure is like this year within the organization. They kept saying, don't rush him. It's going to be slow and steady. They say the right things. They draft. They do the right things. Chicago makes it really, really hard. And I just think Justin Fields is the league average which is 90% of these guys are just not gifted enough to overcome stuff. Cincinnati for years has made it hard. Carson Palmer at one point said, I'm out. I'm over it. Right? J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, Colin, let's get started with that Sunday night football game, yeah. Raiders-Steelers. Uh, we called this one early in the week. We love Pittsburgh. Uh, all the money came against us on the Raiders, and then you watch a game and... Pittsburgh's by far the vastly superior team. But what this came down to was a Josh McDaniels decision, Colin, to kick a field goal inside the 10-yard line Yeah, with two and a half minutes left. Didn't love it. Okay. McDaniels, uh, it was fourth and four from the eight. He sends out the field goal unit thinking, we'll get the ball back. And uh, you know how that worked out. Um, McDaniels defended the decision saying they would have needed another possession anyway. Well, my, my uh, takeaway watching this is you, you can make an argument uh, for getting the ball back with 50 seconds. They had all their timeouts, right? And the two-minute warning. But the Steelers' defense is so good and so aggressive that my rule is if I'm facing a great defense and Pittsburgh qualifies and I get it inside the 10, I'm going to stay there and go for it. Mm. It's so hard to get inside the 10 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the San Francisco 49ers, 
the Cowboys pre-Trayvon Diggs injury. That when you get there, there's no guarantee you're getting back and marching down the field. So go for the touchdown. Again, if Pittsburgh was a really, this was a shootout, then I think you can justify it. When you're when you're facing Tomlin, T.J. Watt, that defense, and you get close, just go for it. There's basically, statistically, very little chance that Jimmy G was so-so protections marching back down the field. The only defense of McDaniels, and it's very thin and flimsy, is the possession before they scored the touchdown, remember, right. and got the two-pointer. Steelers get the ball, and what do they do? Three and out, like, instantly. And, you know, maybe McDaniels is like, you know, I don't think Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett can get another first down. Well, they dialed up the perfect play on third down. They did. Pickett, perfect play to Allen Robinson, who's still in the league, I guess. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Um, that's a tough loss for the Raiders. But let's be real. They're not a good team, right? Would you? I, I did not see anything. Three you quarters. Know, as I watched I, this yesterday, you know, my takeaway, I wrote this down at home. Outside of about eight NFL franchises, everybody should draft a quarterback. Even teams like Pittsburgh, I draft another one, third, fourth round. Uh, Giants with Daniel Jones' contract. Um, Dallas doesn't have to because they got Trey Lance. But the league continues to change every rule to help offense. 70% of this league struggles to move the ball consistently. Again, I don't know that it's always the quarterback. Uh, the, The guy who's calling the plays, and again, we've said this now, Miami, when you watch them, they're doing things totally differently than this, uh, this Raiders-Steelers offense. It, it looked archaic. It's basically not a lot of pre-snap motion, handoffs, like regular stuff. Miami and San Francisco are scheming up like totally different offenses. Yeah. You got to find the quarterbacks to match that. Yeah. Um, speaking of ugly, I got to stop talking about this team. The New York Jets, um, they lost their 15th straight to the Patriots. Well, hey, listen. They almost won this on a hail Stop mary. It. I don't. I don't. Even, that is total nonsense, Colin. <laughs> they had no offense. Like the Miami Dolphins ran for more yards, one player than the Jets had offense the entire game. Some guy I'd never heard of for the Dolphins had 200 yards rushing. Uh, well, I've heard of him. He's fast. But the Jets could not move the football, Colin. I looked at their drive chart. They had a 33-yard drive for a field goal. Then the 87-yard drive, kind of desperate, down 13-3. Other than that. They had nothing well, the entire game. It, it's it's interesting. I'll do this right wrong at the top of next hour. You can go get Carson Wentz and Matt no. Ryan. You, in the end, I would just flush. This is a bad matchup for them against Belichick. It's a bad matchup. Wait. I would just flush everything I've got with Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Oh. Draft another quarterback. Did, this idea to bring somebody in that Kirk Cousins wait, is not getting this, this team to a Super Bowl. Uh, hold on. Okay, I know you watch what was going on on that sideline. Garrett Wilson losing his mind. Okay, Brees Hall last week, I got four carries. We're in week three, and the sideline's melting down. Michael Carter yelling at the running back coach. Colin, Salah's going to lose the locker room if they keep this Zach Wilson charade going. It's not going to work. He's going. Salah will lose his job 1,000% if they don't make a move and get a real quarterback. I'm not talking Carson Wentz. Well, who? Well, I think the only play, I know you don't want to hear it, but you've got to try is to get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and you can laugh all you want, but Colin, the reality is uh, you got players b- bickering on the sideline, okay? You've got the fans booing in the second quarter because they can't move the football. you got the Kansas City Chiefs on an island game Sunday night football this week. The Chiefs just beat the Bears' doors off, okay? Justin Fields is done as a quarterback. You see what happens in these island games. If the Jets go out and lose like 41-0, like... 
what's the owner going to do? The fans, they're, they're, you, you get tickets for 20 bucks to this game. I'm just saying right now, the Jets will lose the locker room if they don't bring in somebody. Don't scoff at this, man. Like, I'm not scoffing. It's, it, it is... Um... I, I hear the producers here laughing, okay? It's not funny. <laughs> this is really spiraling, Colin. Did, did, did you see you the know, sideline stuff? What, what's really, I, I, on a macro level, if you're in a league that is now very offensive and quarterback-centric, the gap between the great quarterbacks and the bad ones, oh. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, is so great. The games look like mismatched college games. And I'll, I'm going to tell you something. The takeaway I had from that game beyond Zach, I think New England drafts a quarterback. I oh, think Wilson, they didn't get to the red zone once. No, I, I think New England looks at that game and Bill Belichick is thinking flying home. It may be a short flight. JFK to Logan. It may be a short flight. He's thinking they almost on a Hail Mary and we dominated the game. It didn't have to be pretty. But and I've been a Mac Jones supporter. New England's drafting a quarterback. Okay. Or just, or going after a Kirk Cousins like you are. There, okay, two other points. Can we just stop with the almost one on a Hail Mary? Like stop. They did not deserve the game. They were totally unwatchable dreck for the entire <laughs> like it's it's like you even said it. Like they're unwatchable right now. That you can't. The Jets can't move the football, and they're on Sunday Night Football this week. Uh, and the last thing is, uh, just guess the line here: Patriots at Cowboys Sunday. I have already bet this game. I know those of you listening to my podcast. I would say Dallas is favored by four and a half. Line was seven last night. Well, I would take New England with that line, but I, I took it. Dallas is going to win the game. I just think that's too many points. Dallas is going to. Hey, win listen, the game. look how great Miami is. Look how they did against New England. Yeah, New England bottled them Cut up. their offense in half. Yeah. And so. you, you trust Dak against Judon and company? Now, Patriots' secondary is banged up. A lot of guys down. Yeah. Patriots. All right. Uh, a final story. This, one, this is a tough one. College football making the first hour of the show. Ohio State-Notre Dame was it? What an amazing oh. game. Really great theater. Um, I feel so bad for all my Notre Dame buddies. They, they had this game, Colin. And Ohio State drives down for the go-ahead score. Notre Dame had 10 defenders on the field at the goal line. I know. On the final two plays. Ohio State noticed it, ran right at the, the where the 11th guy was supposed to be, and they get the touchdown at the at the horn, 17-14. It's a gut punch for Notre Dame. Listen. They, let's be real. They were the better side here. Notre Dame was, for a majority of the game, the better side. But I, I will say this, and I felt the New Orleans Saints were the better side against uh, the Packers for most of the day. Indian. But they got a break. And the Packers took advantage of it. Derek Carr's injury. And Ohio State got a break and took advantage of it. Part of football is being aware. I mean, you see this in the NFL all the time. These coaches watch a new corner come in and the quarterback picks on him. you got to give Ohio State credit. They saw a deficiency and they seized the moment. Well-coached teams spot substitutions, spot injuries, spot deficiencies. That's a big part of football. And Ohio State saw it and yeah. seized it. You deserve credit for that. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's some of this stuff. It, the the good staffs, college and pro, notice everything, and Ohio State took advantage of it. So we banged on McDaniel's for that kick the field goal in the Raiders game. Okay, Freeman was asked why, like, how do you how do you let this happen? Look, you could see the ten guys on the screen. Well, and Freeman said, I didn't want to run the last guy out there and risk a penalty. And Notre Dame fans are like, bro, they're on the six-inch yard line. What, who yeah. cares about yeah. three? You that was, that was not guns. a good post-game excuse. I, is there? I, I want to defend him, but like, 
Well, it was listen, after a timeout, too, this Colin. is their only loss, it's a great year for Notre Dame. Is it, you, can, you know what? You can lose to Ohio State. It's okay. You're allowed to lose to Ohio State, Georgia, Bama, no, Oklahoma. No, no, it's no okay. a better side, man. And, and let's quickly talk about Ryan Day just a moment. He was on the hot seat if they lose that game. Oh, I know. That jet sweep in the red zone on fourth and one. I mean, did you see that? Yep. A slow developing play in the well, – what are you doing? <laughs> I know. And then Ryan Day in the postgame. I know you saw the where he went after some – Oh, he's going after Lou Holtz. Yeah. And- he was fu- – I'll say this. I know Ryan Day's kind of – not all Ohio State fans love him. Colin, his energy in that postgame interview was – Fantastic. I like that. Yeah, I, I, love think, it. I think the team feeds off it. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Before the end of the hour, I do want to talk about uh, Deion Sanders, because in Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, top of next hour. But I, I think, and I don't just think this is a, a Los Angeles issue, but the Chargers outplayed um, Minnesota yesterday and were the right side, the better team. Justin Jefferson, you knew was going to have some yards and touchdowns because that's what he does, especially at home. But so, at their own 24-yard line, the Chargers on a fourth and one go for it. Um, I thought it was a poor decision, but I want to get into this for a second. Why do I think it's a poor decision? Because Minnesota had no timeouts, had struggled increasingly in the game to protect Kirk Cousins, only had a minute 50 left, and they had to score a touchdown. Chargers led by four. I would not have gone for it. I think a defensive coach, Brandon Staley, should trust his defense. Um, Force Kirk Cousins with no timeouts and shaky protection to score a touchdown. I like those odds. That's the first point. But the other one that needs to be noted, why are you giving a backup running back your least skilled offensive player? They have a great left tackle, a quarterback, multiple receivers, a talented tight end, a good center, and you're giving it to a backup running back. The Chargers could not run the football all day. What they did marvelously all afternoon was the ability for Justin Herbert to take a snap and I mean a step back quick throw out to the flat and get four yards plus they did it 18 times they may have done it 25 times because Mike Williams was hurt especially late it was the Keenan Allen show and tight ends that was the play general rule in football if you're gonna go for it use your best players But if you're going to go for it at your own 24, your career's on the line, a backup running back, it just, there's so many things that did not make sense. Jimmy Johnson was highly critical on the Fox show after. This has been a trend with Brandon Staley. When you watch certain teams in this league, you see Sean Payton has made Russell Wilson better. Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. You can see really good coaching. My question is, How many times in this game did the Chargers' defense, Brandon Staley's a defensive coach, shoot themselves in the foot? 12 penalties. Seemingly a half of those came in key spots against the defense. They bailed the Vikings out multiple times. This is not a well-coached team. Justin Herbert, once again, has to save the franchise. I think they went cheap on the coaching hire. They could have had Brian Dayball. Listen, there's a play in the NFL. One of the knocks on Brandon Staley is he's condescending, he's young, he's sort of a know-it-all. I don't know him well enough to have that opinion, but I've seen it in press conferences. So Philadelphia, the Eagles, have created a play over the last year. The entire league is seemingly copying. It gets one yard every time. 
Justin Herbert is 6'5 245. He is one of the bigger quarterbacks in the league. Just copy somebody else. Copy the Eagles. Don't think you have all the answers. It's being copied throughout the NFL. You give it to a no-burst power running back with an O-line that could not create run support all day. What are you doing? It's one thing to not punt it to Kirk Cousins with no timeouts, make him drive 65 to 70 yards. That's one thing. Increasingly, the Chargers got pressure. That's one thing. But to use that player in that spot, that call makes absolutely no sense to me. And I, it was funny because I was, I was texting a Charger fan. And I'm like, do you fire him before the flight, on the flight, or in the tarmac when you get home? Like, this, this can't be the answer. But Justin Herbert uh, was great. They get a tip ball, an interception in the end zone. But there are so many questions about that. After the game, Brandon Staley has no apologies for it. All right. I'm not, I'm not seeking apologies. I'm not one of those media people. I'm never seeking apologies. But I am seeking clarity. That running back, you couldn't run all day? Deep in your territory? When 18 times Justin Herbert took the snap, threw it to the flat, and got plus yards, made no sense to me. Again, don't need an apology. Not looking to fire coaches. But they tried to give that game away six times. If you watch the Vikings Chargers, those were two teams trying to give the game away. One of them, we don't think that is that talented outside of Justin Jefferson. We don't think Minnesota's a super talented team. They won a lot of one-possession games last year. Chargers are really good. They're really good. They drafted good again. They found another pass rusher to go along with a Bosa. They're too good to be in this situation again. A play from 0-3. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code HERD, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Sunday, it's a huge doubleheader on Fox, starting with the Commanders taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles or other regional action. Then, in America's Game of the Week, the Patriots battle Dak Prescott and the Cowboys or Cardinals Niners. All on Fox and the Fox Sports app. I, I was thinking about this yesterday. If you if you take out like the Jaguars, the Chargers, uh, Mahomes in Kansas City, Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, there's about seven to eight NFL teams. Rams have Stafford for at least two more years. He looks great. Um, take out about seven, eight teams in the league. I could make an argument. Everybody else needs to draft a quarterback. I watched New England yesterday, and my takeaway is they dominate that game, and it comes down to a Hail Mary. Like, I, I can't believe Belichick and that staff. And I've defended Mac Jones. I can't believe they're not thinking about it. Last year, they drafted guards and kickers. I think it's time to draft a quarterback because I just, there's a ceiling on it. I, Mac doesn't give me, I, I'm waiting for the move up, and I just don't see it. Maybe it's early. So a lot of people are rooting for Deion Sanders. A lot of people seemingly are rooting against Deion Sanders, as always, I'm rooting for interesting. So I like what I see. But Colorado and Dion were not going to win that game at Otson. They're going to win a lot of games as long as Dion's the coach. That's not one of them, especially missing Travis Hunter, a two-way player. Oregon has been recruiting at an elite level for eight years, 10 years. Colorado's been recruiting through a portal for six months. One's a great program and one is a great story. Cinderella finally got into the tournament and played the Tar Heels or the Jayhawks, and that's what it looks like. Oregon is a top 10 recruiting machine. They're a marketing promotional mecca. They are one of the best programs on the West Coast. Only USC recruits at their level. Denver West, one program. And there are many years Oregon out-recruits them. They've won 26 out of 27 at Otson. I'm not rooting for Dion or against him. I'm rooting for interesting, and he's made Colorado really interesting. 
But Oregon is deep, has an excellent history, has five-star recruits everywhere, an NFL quarterback in Bo Nix. This was not a winnable game. And you can say, well, they were a 21-point underdog to TCU, but we hadn't seen Colorado play. We didn't know how good Shadur Sanders was, and they were a 21-point dog. This was, we know how good Shadur is. We've seen him play three times. They're 3-0, and and they were still a 21-point dog. This was not a winnable game. You go look at the last six or seven coaches Oregon's hired. They've all worked except one. Willie Taggart briefly didn't. Moved on. They all work at Oregon. Phil Knight, the money, the stadium, the uniforms, the marketing, the recruiting. It's a power football program. And Dion and Colorado are not there yet. You see this all the time where it's a great story. Oregon's got NFL guys all over both sides recruiting elite O-linemen, D-linemen for 8 to 10 years. Mario Cristobal was a great recruiter. This Lenning guy may be a better recruiter. I mean, they just, they've had from Chip Kelly to Mike Bellotti. These guys know what they're doing. Colorado ran into a buzzsaw. And again, you know who beats Oregon at Otson? That's, that's like a, that's like a NFL first round quarterback. That would be an SEC team or an Ohio State or a Michigan. You're not bringing Colorado in to win that football game. They're not going to win that football game. And Bo Nix, I thought he was average. At Auburn, he's pretty good. He's, he's going to be a first or a second round draft pick. He's pretty good. So uh, we were talking about earlier in the show about how organizations can make it easier or harder for quarterbacks. And so I was watching the Green Bay Saints game. I took the Saints to win that game, figured it would be pretty close. And the Saints totally controlled the game. 17-0, Derek Carr goes down. Jordan Love gets a break and takes advantage of it and has a very good fourth quarter. And I will say this. I think he's a really good fit for this team. This is the youngest roster in the NFL, Green Bay. And he's one of the younger quarterbacks. It's a good fit. He's not better than Aaron, but he's a better fit. When Aaron would be down 17-0, and he was rarely down 17-0 at home, may never have been, the game was over. The body language regressed. Aaron would get in his moods, a bit standoffish, rolling his eyes, sniping at coaches. That was not Jordan Love. Maybe he doesn't have the cynicism because he's young, he's naive, he's more optimistic, whatever it is. But Green Bay games, when they went down by a couple of touchdowns and they didn't play well, it always felt like, you know, turn off the tap. It's over. It didn't yesterday. He did a good job. It's a completely Aaron Jones-led offense. They're not quite healthy yet. But an older, prickly, set-in-his-way sort of Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he got into these games, just even the Packers, a well-run organization. Some Sundays you show up, everything goes wrong. And New Orleans was done. This game was over. It was 17-0. Carr gets hurt, and Jordan Love just kept firing away, being optimistic, using his legs. This was a great run down the sidelines, very smartly and alertly moves down the sideline, picks up another 10. So, again, his attitude, his energy – his focus, his optimism, it was very hopeful. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I do think he is a great fit now for Green Bay. And I will say this, success at quarterback in this league is not just talent. How much of a cap hit are you? He's not much of one. Are you healthy? He is. Uh, do you connect with teammates? He does. Are you coachable? 
He is. Is he committed in the offseason? He is as well. There's a lot of things about Jordan Love you should feel very good about. They needed a break, and they got one. That's okay. Ohio State needed a break, and they got one. Notre Dame didn't enough, have enough guys on the field. I looked at the Green Bay schedule this morning. Listen, there's a lot of W's here. There's a lot of W's. Detroit, Vegas, Denver's flailing, Minnesota, Rams at home. Um, you know, I imagine November 12th at Pittsburgh and TJ Watt's going to be a bumpy Sunday. There's a lot of wins here for Green Bay. Being a success at quarterback is not just talent. When Aaron signed that big contract at the end, there were limitations how many other top players they could bring into the roster. That is part of it. So I sat there and I thought, I don't know if he's any good, but he's a good fit. I like the fact they came from behind. For those who don't like Derek Carr, how are the Saints with him? 17-0. How are they without him? 100 yards of offense. Say what you want about Derek Carr. Veteran quarterback, composed, completes passes. He mattered. So what did you make of Jordan Love? Uh, well, I told you my theory last night, right? Um, they held out Bakhtiari, Jones, and Watson. They were tra- trending toward playing, right? Late in the week. And I think they were holding them for this Detroit game on Thursday, which is a big game. Remember, Detroit swept them last year. Yep. Divisional matchup. And let's be real. I look at this. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be on Green Bay Thursday. I, I I think it's time to put some money on them to win the division. Uh, Vikings are toast. Bears are forget it. Um, and I think this Green Bay team, listen, that's a good comeback. Down 17 look at, nothing. Look at, By the way, how about LaFleur? Going for two to make it 17-11? Uh, a lot of people were like, what's he doing? What's he doing? He wanted to win the damn game. And that's a great call by him, man. Got to give him props. How about this? Look at the Bears who continue to lean to mostly defensive coaches. And then you look at the Packers. Holmgren, McCarthy, Matt LaFleur. Offense, offense, yeah. offense. Star quarterbacks. Just look at Chicago, how young quarterbacks do, and look at Green Bay. Green Bay drafts them multiple years. They can sit and learn the system. Then they get an offensive coach. They always get good offensive line. Green Bay does offense right. They're not always the flashiest. But Jordan Love, if he fails, it will be because of Jordan Love. Justin Fields, there's a lot of reasons he's flailing. Jordan Love, line, weapons, coaching, Continuity. Green Bay is a really well-run business. Chicago isn't. <laughs> Colin right, Colin wrong. Hour two next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com with amex terms apply